Hi everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Fuelixer. Fuelixer is the sports nutrition subscription box built for endurance athletes and enthusiasts. Every weekend, thousands of men and women strap on their running shoes, hop on their bikes, plunge into pools to train for the next big race. From newbies to Olympic athletes, these individuals are serious about their sports. Spending thousands of dollars on equipment, coaching, and training, all in an effort to reach their peak. They don't know it, but they're missing something. The power they are after isn't in the fancy gear or in coaching alone. The real secret is nutrition. And when it comes to sports performance, what you put in your body matters as much as what you do with your body. Rather than shipping subscribers a random box of sports nutrition products, Fuelixer builds boxes using a combination of performance data from Strava, nutrition requirements, and taste preferences. Fuelixer sees the types of workouts you do and gets insights into the weekly training volume. Fuelixer combines this data with nutrition requirements and your preferences gathered through the Fuelixer survey. Empowered by sports nutritionists, ex-pro cyclists, competitive athletes, in a little math, Fuelixer's journey begins by doing the shopping, researching, and calculating for you, the athlete. Fuelixer makes practicing sports nutrition a personalized experience for newbies all the way to U.S. Olympic athletes. It's easy and fun to get started. All you have to do is go to Fuelixer.com, connect your Strava performance data, take a quick nutrition survey, and boom, Fuelixer selects the sports nutrition gels, bars, chews, hydration, protein, and recovery fuel that fit your individual nutritional requirements and preferences. All you do is you choose your Fuelixer recommended box size that was calculated based on your historical performance data. With Fuelixer, you can unlock your potential and really get back to what you are most passionate about. Whether it's cycling, running, or swimming, Fuelixer fuels you. Now, let's tune in to the Fuel Talk podcast. Hello world, my name is Pablo Quiroga, and I am your host, and this is Fuel Talk, the show where we discover people and products with ties to nutrition, data, performance sports, and the mind. On today's show, we welcome inventor, founder, and CEO of Power Toothpaste, Ian Napier. Power Toothpaste is the first toothpaste to contain caffeine, unlike coffee, which takes up to an hour to fully absorb through the stomach, Power Toothpaste begins working immediately, absorbing through the gums and mouth, giving the user a rush while you brush. I like that. Um, like a traditional toothpaste, Power Toothpaste still leaves the teeth clean and mouth feeling fresh. And Power Toothpaste has been covered in major press publications worldwide, including The Guardian, Vice, New York Times, Daily Mail, and Uncrate. Ian, welcome to Fuel Talk. Uh, thanks, Pablo. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So today we're going to definitely dive uh, deep into toothpaste like we've never before. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, you know, Ian, I can't wait to hear about Power Toothpaste 
an origin story and your Indiegogo campaign um, and your long-term vision for the company as a whole. But first, I, I would love to learn a little bit more about your personal origin story. Uh, can you shine some light on um, your personal background? Yeah, so, you know, looking back on it, I think it was sort of obvious I was always going to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't grow up around other people who had started businesses or startups, uh, and so I didn't really know what entrepreneurship was. Um, so it wasn't until after I graduated college that I, I kind of realized that's not what I wanted to do, um, but I was a management consultant at the time, and I worked in, in finance and uh, for, for other large companies on a sort of client relationship basis. Um, and after a few years of doing that, I, I kind of took the leap to work for a startup with the idea that I would learn how startups worked. And that kind of just fueled the thick flames, like being in that environment every day. Uh, and that led to me really wanting to take the leap and start making my own companies. Um, and so that's, that's how I sort of ended up wanting to start a company. And Power Toothpaste was, was the first company I, I started. Excellent. Excellent. So can you give us a little bit of background in, in terms of uh, where you grew up and uh, what was your first experience with caffeine? Um, yeah, so I grew up in Colorado, uh, kind of uh, just outside of Denver. I'm trying to think if I have like an early caffeine story. You know, I, I think if I have to think about some of my first experiences with caffeine, I was actually working on a uh, political campaign out in Colorado. And I think that was the first time I was really exposed to, to coffee culture, if that makes sense. Like, the kind of everyday, like, have a cup of joe, kind of, like, do the morning meeting, sort of jam out on, like, your first set of work and emails and everything, and then have your second cup of coffee. And I think that's where I really sort of turned on to, to wanting to have a cup of coffee, if that right. makes sense. Right, right. In that experience, were you into sports or... Uh... You know, were you having to wake up early to go to class? Uh, what was really the, the trigger for you to connect with coffee? You know, that experience was definitely a waking up early kind of experience. Um, you know, I, I typically, for sports and, and going to the gym, I'll, I'll go in the afternoon or the evening. Uh, though, when I have needed to go in the morning, uh, Power Toothpaste certainly has helped. Uh, but in that experience, it was more the, the job started very early. Um, and, uh, you know, I took the train in very early. And so, like, sort of coffee, I'll plate it into that. And then it is in sort of the classic element of political culture, too, to, like, have a cup of coffee early in the morning. Right, right. So how many uh, startup companies have you been a part of? Uh, I've been a part of uh, four different startups. I, I haven't started all those companies. Uh, I guess five different startups. Um, right. But working for them or, or with them or my companies. Okay. Were you always... Um, more or less part of the core, you know, the first three or four uh, uh, no, people in the um, group, or no, you came the, in later? The first startup I worked at had over 100 employees, uh, okay. so I came in much later when the company was, you know, really, like, had grown a, a lot already. And they had uh, desks and everything? Yeah, had desks, uh, you know, you get your standing <laughs> desk, right, they had the free snacks, you know, some foosball, classic kind of startup accoutrement. Yeah. Okay. So, th this was your this is your baby then. This is this is my little baby. Yeah, this is this is my you know little seed I'm trying to grow into a forest. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's start there. I mean, you know, what kickstarted your journey to you know pursue the, this discovery of 
blending uh, caffeine with toothpaste. Yeah, so, you know, all I knew that I wanted to do was to make a thing. And I wanted to make something physical that people could touch, hold, and feel every day. And that's kind of where I started, right? I just wanted to make something that, that was real. And the idea was kind of I, I wanted to have something that I could, I could sell and people would tell me about and would be part of their lives. I, like, I wanted a, a thing. And I became interested in kind of bathroom products and cosmetics just because they are so, uh, you know, kind of intimate. Um, like, you really do touch them, and they are, like, such a, a, a part of your life that, like, is so tactile, if that makes sense. Um, and... A friend of mine went to the dentist one day, and this is after I had sort of been through the ideation phase of a number of different ideas, and, and I didn't really have something that worked despite sort of researching a, a bunch of different things and trying to figure different things out. And he went to the dentist, and the dentist told him something that I think the dentist tells 90% of people who go to the dentist, which are, hey, no cavities, uh, teeth look great, but, you know, you really could be flossing a little bit more. And instead of having a reaction that I think most people have, which is either they forget that advice before they even walk out the door, or they leave and they say to themselves, well, I guess I'm an adult, okay, I really should floss some more and you know, try to floss a little bit more after that. He instead had this sort of existential crisis about it. He was like, oh my God, Ian, you won't believe what the dentist told me. He said I had to, I had to floss more. Why aren't I flossing more? The dentist has told me this my entire life. What's wrong with me? Why can't I take the simple advice? Oh my god. Uh, I'm like, oh, calm down, calm down. He was going on and on and on about this. And I was the only one of our friends that would listen. I said, okay. I don't really have empathy. I've lost twice a day every day. However, like, let's talk about it. Like, what's, what's going on with floss? Like, it's kind of gross, right? Like, you put your fingers in your mouth, you're drooling. Like, kind of painful, you know, yeah, it's a whole process, it is right? gross, right? Like, you make it a habit, it's not a big deal, but, like, it's not pleasant. And so I said, hey, let's talk about designing a better floss. And so I just started sort of tossing out ideas. And, you know, I had a few things I was bouncing around with. And then I thought to myself, wait a second, why not a caffeinated floss? And... I still think a caffeinated floss is a great idea, but it quickly became clear to me it would be a little hard to get off the ground. Like, I would need to essentially own a whole floss machine. I, I don't think I was going to be... It was going to be very easy to convince someone with a floss machine to, you know, essentially let me dump a bunch of caffeine into it and see what would happen, <laughs> right? Which would be some phase of the, the yeah. product development process. But, you know, 30 minutes, an hour into thinking about it and trying to work out the logistics of what caffeinated floss would be like to make... I thought to myself, wait a second, why, why not a toothpaste? That would be easy to make, or easier at least. And I quickly looked into three things. Like, is this scientifically slash medically, you know, safe and possible? Like, I think it is. The answer was yes. Is this regulatory legal-wise going to be reasonable to get off the ground without, you know, paying a ton of money for product testing? Uh, and the answer was yes. And uh, the third thing was, has anyone done this before, slash, can I buy this on Google right now because I want this product? And the answer was no. 
And so then I was just sort of off to the races, and I wanted to make caffeinated toothpaste. And I started making the, I made the first prototype in my kitchen the next morning, and kind of ran with it from there. Wow. <laughs> um, it was so. I mean, in, <laughs> sorry for the In your in your research, right? Did you? I mean, did you do any research solely on caffeine? Uh, just like science, like medical yeah. properties, scientific yeah. properties of caffeine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a ton of research. I and mean, by the time the project was over, a ton of research. Well, I mean, the project's not over, but by the time the formula development was over, a ton of research. Uh, because I ended up having to get pretty deep into uh, flavor science and flavor chemistry to deal with caffeine in our toothpaste. And I, I think you said that you, you tried it. Uh, it, it's it's very minty and our toothpaste is very nice, but caffeine is naturally bitter. Um, so you just have to. I, I ended up doing some original stuff in terms of flavor chemistry that uh, I'm applying some techniques not really used in, in toothpaste before, but used in other uh, you know food products that you eat uh, to mask that caffeine flavor. Yeah. So I would have loved to just research caffeine for months. You, how long was your, how long was your research on that? um man you know it's tough to say because uh it was sort of ongoing right so the first version that i I mentioned to you was me taking a caffeine pill smashing it with a hammer in a cast iron pan and mixing in some colgate right (laughs) so like but it, it went to a different level when I found my manufacturing partner and we were, you know, iterating in the lab, right? Uh, and you, you kind of have to iterate there even if you're not yeah. going to change the formula yeah. just because you need to get ready for production, right? So, like, it, it kind of went in, in, in phases, if that makes sense. So it would be somewhat disingenuous if I said, you know, it took me a year, right? But, like, Mm-hmm. From the start of the project to when the formula was done, I think it took about a year. I pay a lot of attention to um, things that I do, not just with nutrition, but um, you know, different components that can impact um, my performance on the bike. Um, so I look at a lot of things that I do before, during, and ap- after uh, an activity. You know, um, more specifically, maybe a training session. Um, or on a weekly basis and a monthly basis. So on a daily basis, um, I've been experimenting a little bit with uh, fasted rides. Um, so the usually rides I started when I when I started this, uh, you know, um, if, if if people are wondering, well, what, what's a fasted ride? Um, there are probably different definitions of it, but my definition of it is going to bed um, with nothing. Or I stop eating like probably about. Um, you know, for lunch, uh, let's say today, right? And I'll go into the the next day. I won't eat until um, the following breakfast, okay? Uh, and what what I really like to do is pay attention to how my body is reacting um, while I'm doing different things throughout the day. So, you know, if I'm just um, working at the desk and you know, on my laptop. You know, there's there's really um, not too much to observe. It's mainly just in my mind. Um, you know, I'm not like uh, thinking about my muscles or how my stomach is feeling and things like that. Now, if I'm on the bike, if I'm working out, um, I'm observing different uh, mechanical parts, you know, of my body. So, um, with 
with caffeine, I, I will have some caffeine in the morning. Um, and you know, I started using uh, power toothpaste and it definitely, like the first time I tried it, um, it was, it, it wasn't on a fasted period, um, on a, on a fasted cycle. So I did have food right after. So, the, you know, I couldn't really feel the, the entire effect, um, and the duration of it, but then I tried it without, uh, for instance, today, you know, and it, I, it was about 20 minutes ago. Um, and I'm still, you know, in, in, in line with it. I mean, I could, I could really feel it. Um, and plus I, God, my, my teeth are washed, you know, they're, they're, they're brushed, they're clean. So, um, I, I, you know, I can check that off the list as well. Um, so it, it's, it's a great feeling. Um, it tastes like on a scale from one to 10, um, I would probably put it at, you know, at a seven, but that's only because of the different products that I'm already used to. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, other toothpaste, I feel like they're sweeter, you know, like they have all these different coatings of flavors. Um, this one has a, a really nice balance. It almost feels like um, it's organic in some way, you know, um, it, 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 it tastes great. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, there's, there's, there's different um, elements of the toothpaste that, that I enjoy um, by just being you're, a product, but then also, right you know, now. the utility <laughs> of it is great, especially for someone who, you know, needs to go out quickly for a ride. Um, now, remember, I did say that I like to observe different components and different impacts before, during, and after my ride. A big component to any athlete um, is recovery. You know, performance recovery is a thing. So a lot of um, athletes will definitely focus on sleeping as being a component. Now, I'm not going to grab, you know, power toothpaste and brush my teeth with, you know, with this toothpaste before I'm going to bed. <laughs> however, however, um, are you, are you, what are you, you going to do next? Are you going to put in some melatonin with some toothpaste and uh, create you know, the, the, the perfect balance to power, uh, power toothpaste? Uh, the short answer to that is yes. <laughs> it's just a matter of, <laughs> of timing, but yeah, we are planning some, uh, some, uh, cause a recovery toothpaste would be yeah, great. Exactly. You know, put me to bed. And, um, and honestly, I think, I think even melatonin might just be the start for us. Um, cause I think there's other things that would be interesting, uh, supplements to put yes. in toothpaste. So, um, yeah, for sure. You know, we're, we're focused very much on one product at a time, you know, to get it right and get all the distribution and, you know, get everything rolled out correctly before we, uh, you know, spread our focus. But yeah, I, I, am glad you're interested because we're interested in developing that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, well, I mean, you know, a lot of things are about timing uh, yeah, some people say everything's about timing. Well, it, it definitely is, uh, the product you know, power toothpaste, um, you're in a good position for, for a wave. I used to surf, so we'll, we'll talk about surfing a little bit. You're, you're in a great position on, on, on the wave. You know, a lot of people, uh, you hear the, the words biohacking. Um, it's just interest. You know, people are interested in themselves again, you know, finding out how their body is working. Uh, sometimes with technology, sometimes they'll go the analog path. Um, I like to use both, you know, I love data and I also love just intuition, you know, and human intuition. So there, there is a balance in there to find and to discover. Um, and, and this is a, an, another part of it. I feel like, you know, I mean, I don't know, 
triggering, uh, you know, senses um, through a gateway of caffeine in my toothpaste. I think uh, I think I'm down with that. <laughs> I know I'm down with that. Good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in your in your research with caffeine, let's take it back there a little bit. Um, you know, what were some of your key findings that you didn't know about caffeine um, that you thought were important to um, to share with your with your audience? Uh, you know, one of the, some of the key stuff I found about about caffeine that I, I didn't know already. Um, that's important for power toothpaste. Number, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll just go in order. This is no particular order of importance. Uh, so, what I was surprised to learn, and this ties into what uh, you were just talking about with sort of intuition and feel, because it totally makes sense after I learned it empirically, is that when you drink a cup of coffee, you actually don't reach peak absorption of caffeine until 30 minutes or later after you drink it. And the, right. the reason that's the case is you're essentially consuming caffeine in a solution, right? Uh, it is in a, you know, in coffee, right? A liquid. And then it actually is further diluted with all of your uh, fluids in your stomach and your stomach acid. So caffeine is diffusing across uh, a barrier, right? But it is a concentration gradient and it's not very concentrated, essentially. So it takes 30 minutes for it to get into your bloodstream and really get to work. Um, and this became important for us because we are much more concentrated because it's effervescent and you're brushing it sort of into your teeth and gums. We work very, very quickly, almost immediately as soon as you start brushing. And I don't know if that was, that was your experience this morning or when you use power toothpaste. Um, yes. So that actually becomes an important part of our delivery mechanism. And so that's something I learned about caffeine that we're actually taking advantage of. Like we are the fastest way to get caffeine into your system. Does a, does a toothbrush that I use have, um, you know, any, does it induce any um, additional effects in terms of, you know, if it's reaching my gums, you know, if it's scratching that part of it? I mean, you know, if I'm over, overly obsessed with this. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, this is this is kind of another reason I wanted to make Power Toothpaste a product is... I really, and you touched on it, half of Americans don't brush twice a day or floss. And it is incredible how important good oral hygiene is to your total health. Like your mouth is sort of a center of your body because of the amount of things that are flowing through it, like what you drink, what you eat, what you breathe. And there's a lot of bacteria in your mouth. And especially if you're consuming a lot of sugars, like our diets tend to have these days, uh, there's a lot of bacteria growing in your mouth. And when you brush your teeth, you are cleaning it. And it means there's less junk going in your body. Uh, and by making power toothpaste something that's an integral part of your morning ritual, like if it's the first way you consume caffeine, it is my hope, and I, I've gotten this feedback, that it gets people brushing far more regularly because yeah. when you wake up it's not uh, a negotiable item or something that you're kind of dreading but rather something you're really looking forward to um and so like that's that that's really important for us uh and the mission of power toothpaste have is you to been able to capture uh, the, the length of uh you know how long their people are actually brushing their teeth 
Um, have you seen, you know, have you been able to see any increase in that? Just because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, you know, uh, I don't know if it makes any sense, but I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll brush a little bit longer and, you know, the, the caffeine will, will, I'll grab more caffeine, you know, um, does that, has that, does that have any play? And I'm sure it has play in some people too. You know, they're like, you know, let, let's just see what happens. I don't know if people are going to be sitting there for an hour with, you know, toothpaste in their mouth, but yes. <laughs> Well, I, I hope not. Like, don't don't do that. Uh, but you know, you know, I I haven't studied this as empirically as I would have liked to, or as I would like to. Uh, and you know, I would love to try to really do consumer research. Awesome, you know, to have to have totally that sort of data too. You know, um, at least for for your entire audience, whether you know, on your all your stakeholders. Um, right. Yeah. But I, I have I have done some, and I have watched a lot of people brush my toothpaste, as strange as that may sound. And you know, this is qualitative, but from what people have told me and from what I've seen, it does seem like people are brushing more with our toothpaste, yeah. and also not excessively. You're supposed to yeah, brush for two months, and that's that's actually a pretty long time. Like if you actually. If you time yourself brushing, like, and I would encourage anybody in your audience to do so, because you you really ought to brush two minutes. Uh, you may be surprised yeah. with how long that feels. And most people are not brushing long enough. Uh, and I've really, it's, it does seem like people are brushing a little bit longer when they're using power toothpaste. And certainly, yeah, I mean, like, listen, we, we know for sure. I mean, cyclists, runners, triathletes, um, any and you know, endurance performer. Um, is is on the clock you know they're they're literally um, any any training session that they're doing I would say you know eight more than 80% of them are tracking their activities um, you know with a proper uh, machine you know whether it's a watch or a Garmin computer uh, you know they're they're tracking everything so <laughs> two minutes I mean they they know that in two minutes they could do anything um, so for sure for sure. Um, that, that's why I think, you know, it was, uh, I was like, man, I gotta, you know, I would, I would love to do a podcast with these guys. Cause, um, it's, it's very, um, in line with, uh, different ways that athletes are trying to boost, you know, performance, you know, um, and especially those that, that like, uh, caffeine. Um, but Ian, if, you know, if outside from, from being a CEO of, of uh, power toothpaste, what are some of your, uh, extracurricular activities. What are you into? Um, so I, in terms of, you know, exercise, I, I love to lift weights and, you know, I sort of alternate between, uh, doing it or not, but I actually do, uh, like to lift fasted. So, uh, in my ideal scenario, and it just sort of depends on, uh, my work schedule to degree. I like to, you know, start lifting between like noon and 2 PM. Um, and so getting a little caffeine in the morning is like good for me. It helps me sort of maintain that fast. Uh, and then sometimes I'll, I'll brush right before my lift too, because it's, you know, just a nice dose of caffeine to kind of like perk you up. Uh, so yeah. uh, I like to do that. Um, otherwise, you know, and this is something uh, I, I would advise any entrepreneur. Um, I, I love to learn um, and, and I, I love to teach myself things and that, that can be as simple as kind of reading you know a history book 
right? It can be as complex as like trying to uh, make a program or like a piece of code uh, or somewhere in between. Like I, re I read a lot of pretty dense nonfiction, uh, and I, I, I know this sounds kind of nerdy, but I do like to read textbooks for fun. <laughs> um, but in, in, in life, but I think in particular entrepreneurship, the broader base of sort of connections you have and like just things you have learned and ability to teach yourself, I think is really important. Um, because it, especially if you ever want to start a business, there's going to be a massive amount of self-education that occurs, not only in, you know, sort of business fundamentals, entrepreneurship fundamentals, uh, but also learning entirely new things no one has ever studied before. Before I did this, I don't think anyone, well, certainly no one gone ever as far as I had into knowing all the things you need to know and putting it together in the right way to know how to make caffeinated toothpaste. Like, there's not a how-to guide, right? So just always learning is, is the... Is, is a great way to practice like getting better at learning yeah i mean there's there's always something completely you know i mean in in I don't know how to, to describe this, but I, okay, one, one thing I, I was talking to um, my director of engineering the other day, or last week we were on a ride. Um, I'm actually gonna be meeting him after, after this uh, on a ride as well. We, we, we do a lot of meetings on our, on our bike. Um, I, we were talking about books and how, and audio, and he's, um, you know, he was, he's reading a lot to his, uh, his young son uh, and you know, he's, he's just talking about how his mind is working and it's like, you know, it's growing, um, basically because of the, of the, the level of reading that he's exposing his son to. Um, so then, you know, in the conversation, Ooh. I was like, Hey, did you know, I, I love reading textbooks. <laughs> so we have something in common <laughs> there. Um, I think, I think it's because right, of the, of the framework that, the, that the textbook is actually, you know, delivered. Um, it's, it, it gives you a nice, you know, simple blueprint on how to, uh, follow it and and I guess the tone of it as well, you know is is uh, something pretty unique um, different than <laughs> What you get in other books? Um, but in your in your reading right because I, I to I'm totally on board with uh, discovering um, different, you know topics and findings, but really like uh, have, When was the last time that you found? that some an, an amazing thought came through um, you know, after reading something that had nothing really to do with the, the book itself, but your mind just started mapping mm -hmm. ideas together and something clicked. Um, so I, book I, I'm reading uh, now, um, is a textbook on plastics and packaging. Uh, and this is something I became very interested in through power toothpaste is like just understanding plastics, packagings, jars, tubes, containers. Um, and I, I've been sort of plotting through this textbook, like reading a chapter here and there. Um, and yeah. I, I found it very, very fascinating for a variety of reasons, but something that connected my mind was, you know, the first plastics that were ever developed uh, and were made in, in the, around the turn of the 20th century, uh, like 1900s. And when plastics were first made, they were uh, luxury goods. Um, like the first plastics, unsurprisingly, were very expensive, right? Um, 
you know, which yeah. which isn't, you know, of course, of course they're very expensive, but they are also very heavy and nice and thick. And one of the first plastics ever made was plastic called Bakelite. And one of the early applications for plastics, and it sounds kind of crazy now, was actually jewelry. Because, because they were thick and hmm. heavy and, and weighty. Um, and, and you can actually still find okay. uh, things made out of Bakelite, and, and people collect these pieces. There's a lot of old Bakelite radios, too, and the radio is like uh, you know, an important item for you to own. And they would cast it in Bakelite, so it was heavy and thick and nice. And, you know, now we think about plastics as disposable and cheap. Um, and even when you're buying a consumer good, like people, consumers tend to want to buy, say, like smartphones that are made out of pl- uh, metal, not plastic, right? Because, like, plastic is seen as cheaper. But we also make plastic feel cheap, right? But if you ever hold a piece of old plastic, and you can still make plastic this way, it actually feels amazing. Um and so it just, it stirred up a lot of thoughts into me about how we think of materials. I'm very interested in materials too, like textures, thickness, weight, like how stuff feels and put together. Um, but just thinking about like what plastics mean to us and how we treat things disposable and what we consider, you know, nice or luxury uh, is a lot about perception. Um but it's also mixed with reality. Like we've chosen to make plastics cheap for good reason. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Like we, we've kind of gone all the way one way on plastics and we always think of it as cheap. Right. But like, if you think about say wood, if I asked you the difference between cheap wood and nice wood, I think you could, and anyone could very accurately right away describe to me that difference. Right. And I don't know, I, 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 like, I I would love to, yeah, it's kind of like, it would be kind of interesting if, if we started making really nice plastics again, right? Like, what if you had a smartphone that was made out of Bakelite? It'd be like, it'd be heavier, right? It'd be thicker, it'd be more expensive. Like, these are all the reasons it's not being made, but it it would feel great. (laughs) That's interesting, man. I, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, see, and and those are those are the that's where the magic happens is when um, you start finding things that aren't you know are completely under the radar, just not even being looked at anymore. Um, so in this in this time of you know reading and being the CEO of Power Toothpaste, um, you know, doing some fasted weightlifting, um, so you have work life, you know, and fun schedules. How are you able to balance all this stuff? Uh, you know, I always feel like I'm behind, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, how do you, how are you keeping yourself sane? You know, like, how do you keep yourself motivated every day, uh, to wake up, you know, super early and, 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 and do a podcast, you know, like how, how, well, I, I really recommend this innovative product called power toothpaste. And when you wake up, you brush it, then you get a rush while you brush it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but, but in all seriousness, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily have like a, a a motivation problem because like I really love my mission, um, and it you know it took me a, a while to figure out I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but like I kind of know what I want to do, why I want to do it, and how I'm going to do it. Uh, in terms of keeping everything in balance, I do think 
it's very important to focus on one thing at a time. And this is sort of stolen from Peter Thiel, uh, but I'm applying it in a slightly different way. Uh, I think focusing on like one thing at a time really requires a lot of discipline. And by doing so, you'll sort of naturally end up doing some of the other smaller, tiny literal tasks here and there. But by focusing on like one big thing at a time, you know, saying, all right, today I'm going to work on this. This week I'm going to work on this. This month I'm going to work on this. Means that you kind of get at the bigger things. Like if you ask yourself, what's the most important thing I'm going to do today? You're probably going to pick the hardest thing, right? And if you really single that out, I think you're much more likely to get it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you know, I have a huge to-do list, right? But I, I kind of keep it in sections, and I can move it around, you know, like, move yeah. things in and out of different sections. And so, like, the top section has one thing in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, like, let's keep that there. When I get it done, boom, cross it off, put something else in the top section, right? So if you weren't, if you weren't the CEO of uh, Power Toothpaste today, you know, what do you think you'd be doing? Man, tough to say. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the fundamental thing that I love, and we actually did just touch on it, is learning. And I think the reason I love it is I actually really love teaching. Um, and so what I enjoy about learning is actually the opportunity to teach myself. And I really enjoy teaching other people things too. So, you know, if I had to think about what I would be doing if, if I weren't, say, doing Power Toothpaste, like, the, the, the short answer is I would probably start another company, right? But the more uh, in-depth and, and real answer is I think I would be teaching. And I think that could happen for me in one of two ways, realistically. It would either be, you know, actually being a teacher in likely a high school environment. Maybe I'd get a PhD and, and try to do the professor thing, but that's a longer road. Uh, or I would be involved in public service, like in office, um, where it's sort of entrepreneurial, but it's also you know, about learning what is good policy and then sort of communicating with a broad audience to get people into agreement uh, and, you know, affect good decisions, which are only possible after you teach and educate very well. Right. So you, you, you enjoy the uh, political space then a bit, huh? I do. I do, yeah. Okay. That's a, um, that's a hot topic nowadays that I think we won't even touch right now. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll keep it on, on toothpaste. Um, so, you know, you, you mentioned that, I mean, you know, I'm just kidding. We, we can talk about it. Like, I have no problem. Um, I actually, did I see, is that, was that a picture of you um, shaking Obama's, uh, shaking Obama? Shaking hands? Uh, yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have a pretty cool picture of shaking Obama's hand. Yeah, yeah. That's gnarly, man. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty that was, cool. That's pretty wild. It's a good that shot because uh, it just looked like it was masses of people and, uh, you know, you happen to, happen to be the guy. Yeah, it was a crowd of a hundred thousand people. It was a massive rally, like a two or three days before the election in two thousand eight. Yeah, and That's sick. I happened to be sort of in the front section, 
and I sort of happened to be in the right space. For like, <laughs> you, you, you almost look like you were peeking out ready to crowd surf or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, would have yeah. Been, that would have been awesome. Crowd surfing for yes. Obama. Um, <laughs> in, in, so in, in your story of uh, working for other companies, with other companies, and then, um, you know, transitioning into a, uh, you know, a leader, um, I guess everyone's, on, I don't want to say a leader role, because I, I feel like in startups, everyone's kind of a leader of their own, you know, um, mission, um, and overall for the overall mission. But, you know, as CEO, what, what uh, has your mentality changed? Have you kept it the same? Um, you know, if it's changed, how has it changed? Like, how have you developed, I guess, as a person, as a human, uh, as a manager, or director, executive, however you want to label it, um, over time from uh, just have, you know, uh, being an employee to uh, a CEO? You know, there's a, there's a million small lessons. Um, and I do yeah. advise almost anyone who wants to start a company and wants to know what to do to start a company sort of just start one like you're not going to know until you know and I, I i still don't really know what i'm doing but you know i try to make it up as i go along and learn along the way so like there's a million small lessons there's no i don't think universal advice or like list of things for any one person about what they need to know like people have different strengths and weaknesses but uh you know there's one big thing i can call out and say i've learned it's maybe just sort of uh to get over trepidation and fear and just kind of go for it. Like you don't really, you don't need to be right the first time. And I, I'm okay with that now. Like I'm at peace with it. Um, so you used to battle that. Yeah. Like, you know, am I ready for doing this? Can I do this? Whatever. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm not sure if I can express this, uh, all that no, I have I have those feelings. I still have all those feelings. <laughs> those feelings all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? I, I'm sure a lot, a lot of people do. So so. I, I guess like you, kind of. Um, if I had to express it succinctly, I would say like, you know, don't wait for someone to hold your hand, right? Like, like, yeah. realistically, who's going to hold your hand that's actually going to help you, right? Like, and I, I don't mean like. Yeah, and I, I don't mean for lack of charity. I mean, like, how are they even going to help you if you're holding, they're holding your hand, right? Like, like you're about to jump yeah. off a cliff, you know, yeah. whether it's, like, an athletic thing you're thinking about doing, an entrepreneurial thing, like, uh, going back to school, like, whatever big project you're thinking about. So, like, you're going to jump off a cliff. Does it matter if someone's holding your hand while you jump off a cliff together? Like, not really, right? So in, in cycling, um, yeah, have, have you, you mean, yeah, yeah. have you ridden uh, a bike? I'm not a serious cyclist, but bike, like right? I, I've ridden a road bike. Uh, I, like I own a road oh, bike, cool. but like I, awesome. I do, so I'm then not you, okay. serious. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I'm, I'm not serious about it either. Um, you know, in, in, when you're on the bike and you're, and you're riding, okay, um, if you're going up a hill, if you're, if you're climbing an ascent, and I, I don't know if you've ever felt this on the bike, but it sounds like you've felt this off the bike, which is in, uh, you know, entrepreneurship and, and your journey. So on the bike, you are literally suffering and sweating 
And in, there are times when you can just put yourself in so much pain that you, know, you wanna stop. Um, now, if you're riding by yourself, um, then it's a whole mental game, okay? And, and it's a big conversation with yourself. Should I keep going? Should I keep going? Should I keep going? Um, for, you know, for some people, it could be 10 miles. It could be 100 miles. It doesn't matter. It, this, this phase is, is, um, is different for everyone. Um, now, off the bike, you know, in entrepreneurship and starting a business or doing research on caffeine um, and, and, you know, uh, researching plastics, um, whatever it is, it's an endurance thing. You know, you, there's, there's a beginning point and there's sometimes there isn't even an ending point, you know, you just continue going. Um, but you know, in that journey, in that ride, um, there's going to be a lot of suffering, you know, and even if you're riding with other people, you know, sometimes in a, in a startup company, you know, you have three, four, maybe it's just someone else. Um, you know, you, 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 you can't handicap yourself by leaning on someone else. Um, it's always good to have support, you know? It's always good to have that, um, that community and that culture where everyone's, you know, pushing forward in the same direction. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, you said it right. Like, you know, who's gonna be there to hold your hand? And do you actually want someone there to hold your hand, you know? Um, and this happens, I mean, cyclists go through this all the time. Uh, runners and triathletes they definitely know about this because it's not it's not these um you know it's an endurance sport so um these these races are you know sometimes over 100 miles for runners same thing you know they do endurance runs and i mean it's it's a constant battle um you know trying to uh, complete and execute uh, a compound one percent increases um, over time, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to mentally keep yourself there. Um, but I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're doing something right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think, so, you know, I, I believe this to be the case for startups and I, I, I suspect it's the case for cycling and other endurance sports, but you'll have to tell me, you know, I, I don't, a lot of people in startups will kind of, before they do it, uh, say to themselves like, okay, well, I need to do X, Y, and Z all in order. And frequently, one of the first things people will think about is, oh, well, I need a co-founder, right? And uh, that can, for some, for some people, be like a, a point where they get hung up. And people get hung up on all sorts of silly stuff, like, oh, I need like a, a fully developed product, or, oh, I need to build out this entire website before I'm ready to launch, or, oh, I need all these like fancy product photos before I'm ready to launch. And I think there's every reason to be iterative and, and you know release before ready and just sort of go for it and you know take action constantly but on the particular point on, on the co-founder or the team uh the best way to to work with great people is to start doing great work because that's going to attract other people who are passionate about what you're up to and you, you'll you'll like yeah. particularly for like a co-founder You'll find a great co-founder by putting together something awesome. They'll end up working for you for free for a while because they're passionate about your product or your project. And then you can make them a co-founder, right? Like, and, and in the same way that, you know, when you're jumping off a cliff, do you really want someone who 
is holding your hand, right? Is that really what you want when you're jumping off the cliff? Or do you want someone who, like, you're about to jump off the cliff, and then you look over to your right, and there's somebody who's taken a running start and has already jumped off the cliff, and you're like, oh, my God, I got And then you can jump off to face up, right? <laughs> like, that's what you want. You know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think for cycling yeah, and endurance yeah, sports, and this you have to tell me here, uh, the teammates you want are like hand holders, right? Like you want someone who, when you're like, yeah. you know, dogging it, like starting this hill, and you're like, oh my god, I am gas, like I got to get up this hill, and like you looks over your right, feel like a cool gust of wind, and be like, oh, like that guy's jamming up the hill. I got I got to kick into gear here, right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Couldn't have uh, said it any better. Hundred percent, man. And you know what? That guy probably saw you going up the hill, dogging it. He said to himself, "Like I got to kick it into gear, right?" Like, so being around people who challenge you, who push you, who are passionate, like that's 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 what it's all about, man. Um, How how are you overcoming? We were talking about challenges and 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 you know just slaying them. how are you able to overcome some of your challenges and, and what are some of the challenges right now that you're currently facing um, with, uh, if any, with uh, power toothpaste? Um, you know, right now, the, the biggest thing for, for power toothpaste is getting it out there and getting exposure. And that's both direct consumer wholesale and some other retail channels, both online and then hopefully brick and mortar. So, you know, if there's a challenge there, it's it's probably most in that what I just described could be executed yeah. in a million different ways, and I don't know what's right, and so I need to experiment at the same time that I prioritize. So just sort of breaking out the work into you know functional blocks, kind of stack ranking what I think is going to be the best thing to spend time on. And doing that, and then pulling back and reevaluating, and sort of reordering things, and going yeah, through that for sure. For sure. I like how you're saying uh, to categorize them in experiments. I mean, at Felix, so that's that's all we do. <laughs> that's literally all we do. Uh, that's how we started. That's how we started, <laughs> um, and that's you know, if if this ever ends, that's how it's going to end. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. tests and experiments, you never, you, the craziest things will happen. I mean, things that you, you, you try to, to, um, you know, test your hypothesis and you're completely wrong. Um, but in a good way, you know, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's definitely a good thing to do. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm comfortable oh, yeah. being wrong too, right? Like I'm going into this knowing that I will not yeah. think this perfect, but I'm going to yeah. do the best I yeah. can. So, I, I mean, you know, if you're if you're not if you're not wrong, then you're just not pushing yourself enough, you know, because you got being being wrong. I think um, is is a is a react or is a result of uh, I mean, just trying just doing something different, you know, um, and 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 uh-huh. because most of the time something good is going to happen from be doing something different, you know, but you have to fail sometimes to get there to find that. So, um, that's good. Um, cool, man. So what, what's the, uh, what's the future for, for power toothpaste? Um, 
you know, I guess, you know, you're, you're, you're speaking of, um, you know, executing on, on, on a marketing strategy and, and getting that, you know, fine tuned. Um, do you, are are you doing any, um, any research on the current product? Um, can you give us, you know, maybe any insight into, um, how the beta testing went, you know, um, that, that also threw you into, you know, let's, let's make 2000 of these, um, tubes. Oh, we've made way more than 2000 of these now. Um, I, I've shipped, uh, way more than 2000. Yeah, how many? Um, so, you know, we're, uh, you know, my, my total number shipped is, is around 5,000 or so, nice. but, um, we made more than that. So, uh, right now we're, we're really, really focused on just scaling distribution, um, and, you know, getting like increasing sales. So we're seeing sales grow every month, which is awesome, but it's, you know, a high bar. You always want to go bigger. Um, so there's, exactly. So there's just a number of different projects I'm working on to expand wholesale, direct consumer and different cool. sales channels. Um, and that's really where we're focused. Uh, I'm doing some sort of internal testing on future products, but I'm not going to give any kind of timeline about yeah. you know, when those might happen. Um, we, we have, you know, kind of two slogans. Uh, the external basic slogan is get a rush while you brush, <laughs> which I always say with a right yeah. smile and a wink. Uh, the internal slogan is get the pace to the people. And I think every day about how am I going to get more people who want power toothpaste and either they know that or they don't know it yet. How am I going to tell yeah. them about power toothpaste? Like, how am I going to get out there with it? If you, well, I mean, you have an audience right now. So what would you tell them? Um, the number one thing I would tell people, and this is what I work on messaging, is this stuff really works and it i know it almost sounds too crazy to be true right but caffeine and toothpaste really does work it works faster than coffee it's a great way to kickstart your morning if you enjoy coffee you're not going to replace it entirely like i don't have insane amount of caffeine in this toothpaste but you feel it immediately as you start brushing and it is the best way to start your day because you wake up first thing you do brush your teeth the rest of your morning is going to be better. You know, I used to stand in my kitchen, kind of like tapping my foot as my coffee machine would drip out, drip out after drip after drip of coffee until like a half cup would be in the thing and I'd like grab yeah, the broth yeah. and like pour it out, you know? Now it's like, oh, I'll let the machine go or, you know, maybe I'll pour myself a nice pour over, right? And like I'll do everything else getting ready in the morning before you know I go off to yeah, work. Th right? This morning, this or, morning I was brushing my teeth while I was making coffee. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're doing it right. Like, I know I, I know I want the coffee, but you know, hey, why not just uh, start this baby off now? You know. Um, so it's a great it's a great right, trigger. That's the, that's... Uh, it works. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I I love it, man. I'm I'm glad I'm glad it exists. That's for sure. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you enjoy it. That brings a huge smile across my face. Ian, any, any um, shout outs you want to give, um, you know, to your core, um, you know, supporters, uh, whether it's family, friends, uh, people on your team, whoever. Um, and then, 
yeah just give uh any shout outs man you know it's i'm sure it's been a a great uh journey of peaks and valleys so um yeah i mean you know the list of people who has supported me is is way too long um and you know everybody who has encouraged me along the way everyone who's challenged me especially while being supportive i i I owe everything to um my friends and family who like who bought the product initially like you know when it didn't exist to everyone who pre-ordered this i can't believe people pre-ordered this right like huge leap of faith and i'm very pleased i was able to deliver something that they have enjoyed um you know huge shout out to all those people uh if people, so, yeah, if people um, want to buy uh, power and, toothpaste right now, how do they get it? Yeah, just go to powertoothpaste.com um, and you can buy it directly from us. Uh, is it cool if I give you a discount code we can share with people? Uh, like after this podcast, somewhere on your website? Hell yeah, we'll I got a power fist or... up in the air right now. All right, great. So, uh, yeah, well, just maybe check below for the discount code. Can we do that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely, um, we'll be posting all the links to your, you know, the checkout um, on Felixer.com. And, yeah, we'll we'll put up all the the links, the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook. I don't know what other uh, social media platforms you guys use. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely post up the, the discount code. That'd be great, man. Great. Yeah, we'll just make the discount code Fuel Talk if that works, and uh, we'll we'll do twenty percent off. Oh, really? Sick. Awesome, man. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get a couple packs then. <laughs> uh, uh, perfect. Yeah. Cool, yeah, man. All right. Well, you know, thank you so much for for being on the show, Ian. Really appreciate it. Cool. Yeah. No, it's been my pleasure. Um, thanks for chatting uh, with me this morning, and I, I am so glad that you enjoyed Power Toothpaste. It's been uh, helping you with your cycling and thank you man all right guys uh that was episode uh 43 with ian epierre from power toothpaste thank you